the Tigers podcast with Viking FM. What a goal! Jamil Grisicki! Your fortnightly insight into the news, views and performances at Hull City. Hello, welcome to the Tigers podcast with Viking FM. I'm Steve Jordan and alongside me, as always, is the club ambassador. Brings the play back. It's a Garcia. Garcia now trying to play. Bridges through on the right. Here is Michael Bridges. He's got uh, Marnie up with him. Bridges going to take on the defender. Still going. Pulls it back to Ashby. Leaves it for Windus. Oh! Tremendous finish from Dean Windus. And tremendous football from Hull City to create the opening. It went from one end of the pitch to the other, and it was such a sweet finish from Windus for his second goal of the season. Beautiful play. Dean Windus, how are you? I'm all right, mate. You? Yeah, absolutely fine. Great to see you. It's been ages. It has been since the last podcast. For that, we apologise. In that time, we've had six games, a couple of beasts from the East, uh, and all sorts going in and around the world of football. Now, today's episode is what we've been looking forward to for a while. And I know Dean has really been looking forward to this in particular because we're teaming him up with a man who played an integral role in that historic 2007-2008 promotion-winning season alongside Dean, an England international, and he's come full circle to be in black and amber. Trying to get Campbell through, here is Fraser Campbell through, one-on-one, Campbell! And he puts it in the back of the net, as simple as that. The through ball from Windus, Campbell taking it into the penalty area and slipping it past Muller to give the Tigers the lead. Back to Campbell, will he turn here? He does. Campbell, still going. Campbell into the area, still Fraser Campbell. Oh! What a piece of magic from Fraser Campbell. It's goal number two. And now Larson in the centre here. Looks to find a decent through ball. Campbell! He's back. Fraser Campbell gets his first goal in his second spell at Hull City. I'm absolutely thrilled to Vitz to welcome Hull City striker Fraser Campbell to the Tigers podcast. Hello, Fraser. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Good uh, to be here. And Dean has been very keen, very keen to get <laughs> you on here so that you can let everybody know that he's the one responsible for your successful career. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it was the other way around, didn't it, Dean? It was the other way around, didn't it, yeah. <laughs> Listen, without making him blush, what was his influence like on you when you were such a, a young lad at, at the KC well, back then? Uh, when I was young, I never I never, never forget, um, Dean, I used to say, you know, I'll take all the bigots and smashes in the face and the bad tackles and occupy the big, ugly defenders and um, you just run about and just get the goals and stuff like that. So you used to take all the hits from me and I used to just do what I like to do, just running behind and stuff like that. So As you can see, I took all the hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was before you even came back yourself. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> you hit it off instantly, virtually, as soon as Fraser yeah. arrived. Was he just the type of striker that you needed, Dean, to play alongside? Yeah, I think right through, obviously, right through my career, because I, I wasn't the quickest, uh, obviously, in, in, in the sense of pace. <laughs> so, you know, right through my career, I always played with a, with a, with a lad who was quick. The only one who I didn't play up front with who was quick was Deli Adibola, who, who probably was a similar type at, at Bradford City, but we clicked off as well, to be fair. But when Fraser came, I always remember, he came um, and he took me play straight away. And it was at Watford, cheers. remember? Yeah, cheers, mate. It was, yeah. <laughs> so, but he came in, obviously Phil Phil said, obviously I'm playing, I'm playing this young kid from Man United. But I remember being in the change rooms before the game and I just said to him, just stay in the box. Do you know, don't, don't go running in stupid areas. I think he played up front with Stephen McPhee, I think it was. And uh, yeah, and, and straight away we just hit it off as a friendship. Uh, yeah, he's come from Man United. 
you know, a lot of people come from Man United and think that the big time Charlies and they've got a lot, you know, they, they don't have to do much. But he came in and he was just a normal kid and we, we, all the group ses- sensed it in training that he was always a natural finisher. Not the hard work, hard work is, uh, working lad in, in training, bit lazy. But we, <laughs> Change, we, I've changed it. You've though. changed a little bit now, yeah, you do as you get older. But no, he came in and, and, and we sort of said he's a little bit laid back, do you know. We, but one, once we did drills or once we did 8v8s and those chances, it, we knew that he could score goals. And we accepted from Monday to Friday that he'd, he'd, he'd stroll around. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> we accepted that he'd stroll around in training and... Yeah. But then, when you on a Saturday, if he, if if we got a chance, he, he he would take it. And as you say, he, you know, he just came in. He was just a breath of fresh air, really. In your defence, Fraser, does that sound like the Fraser Campbell of ten years no, ago? No, I think he's old and he's forgetting what happened. I, I was <laughs> I was first to train and last to leave. But, uh... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Since no. it was ten years ago, so you were the baby then. But now yeah. you're one of the more experienced players, and, and you, you've got the the likes of Max Clark and Jared Bowen, and yeah. now Harry Wilson, of course, yeah. um, in amongst you, all young kids who were in your position back in the day wanted to learn want to improve want to want to be such a successful player um how how do you see them through your older eyes as it was now it's, like i said it's been a, a completely different change from last time i was here like i said i was one of the young pups and now i'm now i'm slightly older but um it's you know it's it's a different role but i i, I enjoy it you know try and help them on their their career path um Try and influence them in, in in positive ways, like the lads did for me. So it's it's um it's a learning curve, you know, because this is the first time being at a club and I've been in that situation really. So it's um it's uh, it's good. I'm enjoying it, and hopefully I can uh, influence some of them guys and tell them what I've been through, and hopefully that'll help them. Here's Wilson. Wilson comes in field again. They're looking for the run, and now it's Jackson Irvine. Great chance. There's the goal. And finally, Hull City get their reward. Wonderful interchange between Harry Wilson and Jackson Irvine. And it's the Australian who's come across the line of the Norwich defenders and has angled that one beyond Angus Gunn. Left-footed finish. Hull City take the lead. So, Dean, since we were last here, um, there's a lot we could get into. But if we take our four consecutive home games against Sheffield United, then Barnsley, then Millwall and Norwich into consideration, was the seven points that we got from those games good enough for the position that we now find ourselves I think perform- in? I think performances could have been better. But the trouble is there, you, you get them results and it sort of takes the pressure off a little bit. You know, disappointing on, on Saturday to... to Obviously, get beat by your relegation rivals. Do you know? I always say in, the, in these divi- in this any division, you know, you have your top six, your middle, and then your bottom. And it's very important that you win games. All people who are around you. Listen, if, you know, with six points clear now, we could have gone a bit further. So it's took the pressure off a little bit. But in the sense, I think you know, Fraser will say that the change rooms will probably be disappointed with some performances that we've had at home. Um, but you know, what, what eight games to go. You know, we've we've given ourselves a a great chance to to stay in this division, and that's the most important thing. Now, it's not about performances anymore; it's about results. And uh, you know, the next one is going to be a tough one, which everyone is when we when we're at at the case uh, KCOM is is that we're on the stage. You know, saying the same things week in week out is that every game now is is, is a cup final, and, and Villa obviously with Brucey coming back as well, so Villa be live on Sky. We won last time live on Sky, so hopefully we're the same. Recording this on the Thursday of the international break. So, Fraser, it's been, what, five, six days now since that Birmingham game. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm sure there was a lot of frustration as well as a lot of snow at the end of the game. <laughs> are the players able to put that to the back of their mind now? Do you think that that is just the one-off, particularly as we did so well at Ipswich just a few days before? Yeah, I think you've got to think it as a one-off because, um, you know, the conditions were awful. Like you said, the snow was everything, but we've got to be better. Like the, the like Dino said, yeah, when you're playing against the teams in and around you, you've, you've got to make them games count. So, and we, uh, we didn't do that, but... Um, you know, if you look at the the three the last three games, if you'd have said we're going to get six points out of that, you know, you might have been happy with that. But it's it with winning the first two, the third game is you know it's massively disappointing. And there's such a competition now for striking places because um, you started against Ipswich, Abel at the weekend at Birmingham. New has done well when he's played. Uh, Will Keane's come back. You know, how are you finding it in that competition for places? How, that, it, how confident are you of, of being in that squad initially or even being in the first 11? On paper, we've got a great squad, you know, not just in the forward positions all round. So it's, it's good for competition. It's good for the team that everyone's, you know, train, trying to train harder, uh, do better in training. Because you know, you know, if you're not doing well, you, you're not going to get that chance to play on a Saturday. And if if you don't do too well on Saturday, you know, there's always somebody else that's knocking on the door. So it's um, it's good for the squad that we you know, we've got competition for places. I think I think it's different from when we played. There was me him and and uh, Callum three fighting for two, or basically me and Callum fighting because he was he was first choice. Obviously, I was a lot older then, but that was the understanding that we had, and we had that consistency in the sense that if I started with Fraser I'd come off after an hour and then Callum would come on the trouble is now like you said there you've got four or five strikers you know fighting for one place not two because we play with one we're just one in behind so I don't like that that's my opinion I'm old-fashioned and I'm an old man but <laughs> the one thing about it is that whoever does start up front and I've said and I'm, I'm not gonna lie we need a big centre forward that's my opinion uh, and then if he's going to play number 10, Nigel's going to play number 10. Because Fraser Campbell can't be a number nine. That's my opinion. Dicko can't be a number nine. That's my opinion. Diamandi can't be a number nine. And that's my opinion. Because they've not got that, you know, that presence, if that makes any sense. So whoever plays up there on his own, it's always going to be difficult. And I've always said that. You know, I've always said, and I love two strikers up front, but I'm old fashioned. So... You know, whoever plays up there, it's it's a difficult task. I've played up there on my own, you know, and I ain't got any pace. But the trouble is, like these lads like to run in behind. All them three lads who I've mentioned, they like to run in behind, so they're not used to having the back to goal. So it's it's very difficult. But when you get asked to do a job, you've got to do it to the best of your ability. So, what would your preferred position be, Fraser, on match day? Uh, it's it's a difficult one because, like Dean, I said, it's always easier when there's two up front. Because you know you got a big one. Because ninety percent of the league, other teams is just one big lump up front, and then the people set a bit surrounding. But mm. I think we've we've got a lot more than that in our in our locker. We can play a bit of football, so it's we tr- we try and you know not do that long ball. But sometimes you know you, you need it just to get out, get up the pitch. And sometimes we'd be we've. We've gotten stuck a bit because we've had a lot of possession. Most of the games we've been on top of other teams, and then it's that long ball up, and it's it's kind of killed us off. So it's you know I think you've you've got to have a, a mix between the two, like being able to play, but at the same time you need that out ball every now and again just to you know take some pressure off off the defence. See, I find watching week in week out is because we haven't got a big lump. As Fraser say, a big Dean when you saw a big Duncan Ferguson or a big John Hartson or something like that. So the 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 back lads 
from back, obviously the right back to the left back. You probably get more service from your right back and your left back than you do anybody else, apart from your two midfield players. So I think that when Michael gets to do the ball or whoever's playing centre halves are reluctant to to it them long balls yeah. because they the know that yeah. it's very it's difficult for them to get hold of it it's a fight and these lads are not fighters if, if not not being saying they're soft but not that's not the way that they play I couldn't do their job do you know what I mean and they, and they can't do my job so I think that that's then all of a sudden they go oh I'm, I'm not going to play that so I'll come back out the other side and go out the other side Then ev- so then eventually it's too, too slow so if we do it, we haven't got that. We haven't got a Dean Windus. We haven't got a Duncan Ferris. We haven't got that. So the trouble is we've got to go play through the lines then. We've got to try building our play up. But at this stage of the season with eight games to go, it's not about pretty football. It's not about possession. It's about getting the ball in the final third and getting the ball in the wide areas because we do play with two wide, wide men. He's get the ball in the wide areas and get the ball in the box. But then we're getting balls in the box and there's only one in the box. Do you know what I mean? So I'm old fashioned, you know, and I, I I'd love I'd love to see four four two from now then from now to the end of the season because I think that'd do us and that'd be enough as me as a whole city fan is to to stay in this in this division and that's all I care about. I don't care about performances. I don't care about stats. All I care about is results. And I think we'll get results if if we if we went with two strikers. And I've always said that. I said that to Nigel. I've said you know, and I've said it to everybody at the ground when I'm on the, when I'm on the stage. So. But that's my opinion, you know, and if Fraser says that's the way you've got to play, then you've got to do it to the best of your ability. Your manager tells you how to play, that's what you've got to do. Oh, now then, what does the referee do? Would you believe it? It's another penalty. Jared Bowen this time has gone down. A third penalty in this game and a chance for Hull City to pull a goal back before half-time. Oh, this is unbelievable. Well, what a game we've got on our hands here. We might have five goals in the first half, three of them from the penalty spot. Jamal Lewis concedes the penalty for a foul on Jared Bowen. Abel Hernandez got his fourth of the season in midweek in the defeat by Millwall. Up steps the Uruguayan and he scored! Abel Hernandez pulls a goal back for Hull City. What a game. It could be five apiece. Hull City 2, Norwich City 3. Fraser, we're now going to have a look at your career and pick out a few moments which were pretty important in your journey. <laughs> uh, Manchester United, obviously, what a place to start uh, as, a, as a very, very young lad at the Youth Academy. What were those years like growing up? Uh, great. You know, as a Man United fan growing up, it was, it was, yeah, it was like a dream sometimes going into Carrington and seeing some of your favourite players just walking around, having a conversation with them, sat next to them having dinner. So it was, it was a bit like, like dream world, really. But like all good young up-and-coming players, you need game time, so you have to go away to go do that. Mm. And you have to go to Belgium to yeah. go do that. Yeah, all places went to Belgium. <laughs> yeah, Royal season. Antwerp. Yeah, um, me, Danny Simpson, Johnny Evans and Darren Gibson was out there for a season. It was... Um, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> In what way interesting? Well, I was 18. Yeah. I'd, I'd only just passed my driving test. So then I passed my driving test, I drove like for a month in England and then I had to go drive in Belgium, other side of the road. <laughs> Obviously, I wrote a car off when I was there. Um, All right, this we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> you better keep quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a language and stuff, so you're trying to learn a different language and stuff like that. But then, then also with on the other side of that, you're playing football in a men's league in the Belgium. I think it's the first, their championship, basically, uh, week in, week out, and it was yeah, it was all a, 
a learning curve. Living on my own as well, cooking for myself, <laughs> learning how to cook and stuff like that. So it was it was a whole package of experiences. Now, even though it wasn't our game, and of course it is a bit different on the continent, mm. did you learn as a player playing yeah. regular football? No, yeah, like that, you say, with yeah. real professional men players yeah, in the men's league you know you, you learn you know, like relegation battles the promotion battles and how what it means to because when you're in the youth team you play a game on Saturday it's, yeah. it's just a youth game there's no real pressure on it but when there's you know there's people in the canteen whose jobs are at stake and things like that it's, it starts to mean a bit more so it's yeah it was it was great to get that kind of exposure and you know playing a, it was a decent standard of football as well and you know it was yeah it was great at 18 and then the loan move here, 11 years ago now, yeah. initially till the January. Um, how did you end up coming here then? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. Um, I think we was, it was after the Carlin Cup, I think we got knocked out, in, at Man, Man United got knocked out, and um, I think Fergie just had enough, he just like, get rid of all the kids, so it was go, really? go and find somewhere to go on loan, basically. So um, I think I spoke to a few, a few different clubs, the, the club put me in touch with Phil Brown and said just come over because I didn't know I'd, I'd never met Phil Brown before in my life so I came over across here just to speak with him and you know when you get a good feeling about something that that was it and while you were here of course and Dean's already mentioned the, the three pronged attack and the, the rotation between you and Dean and, and, and Caleb how did you find it? It was good you know, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I was playing most of the time, so I was happy. You know, you come on loan, and I've seen some of my my um, teammates, youth teammates, go on loan. It's not really working well, so I was just happy to be involved in a in a big league like the Championship. It was my first time in the Championship, and um, be doing well in a in a decent team. And ended up being the top scorer. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Push the old man out. <laughs> were you were you having little competitions between? Oh, we got fifteen each, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, fifteen each. Same we had the bet actually. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> we had a fifty fifty pound bet. It was only fifty quid. <laughs> so yeah. So who got the money then? Nobody. No. No. Oh, okay. Level. But but obviously Fraser must have done it in a shorter amount of games. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, that's why we're giving it to Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> so the playoff final day, a day yeah. that, that I still remember every single moment of that day. It was just amazing. Imagine yeah. for a player who's under contract at a club and not really played in the Premier League before, it was extremely nerve-wracking for you to be at Wembley, um, such a, a young lad from Manchester United, a massive pitch like that, a huge occasion, live on TV. How did you personally approach the game? I was excited. I didn't feel any nerves before the game or anything like that. I was excited. I, I remember waking up really early and just, I couldn't sleep. Just that excited, ready to go. I remember being on the bus, going to the stadium, and just seeing a sea of our fans. Didn't see any of their fans, and it just felt like it was our day. It didn't feel. I didn't for one second think like we're going to lose this game. It just felt like it was we was going there to pick up a trophy and then leave. <laughs> and to be fair to Dean, and he has mentioned this in other podcasts. Um, you know, if it wasn't for you, that that goal would never have happened. That amazing winning goal against Bristol City how how do you remember it how do you remember getting the ball on that left hand side I think it was it Barnes that passed me the ball yeah Barnes played it down the side and just, just be, obviously just before that they, you know the one thing that I sensed was the Friday was it the Friday night wasn't it was mm. it the Friday night wasn't it? we played on the Saturday didn't we yes yeah, yeah. so the Friday night you, you, I always remember you were playing table tennis mm. and Stuart Pearce walked by remember no. Stuart Pearce uh, England were yeah. there weren't they 
And I was talking to Stuart Pearce, and these are playing table tennis, him and Kellen messing about or whatever, table tennis, and a few lads were playing poker or whatever. And I couldn't believe as a 39-year-old how relaxed he was. He's saying that he never slept. That's the first time I've ever heard about it. But I couldn't believe how relaxed he was and the, and the group was. The lads playing poker, the lads messing about table tennis or doing whatever they're doing. And when Stuart Pearce said to me, because he had him at the, uh, the under-21 level, and, he's, and I said, he's so relaxed and he's, he, he doesn't show any nerves. He's so laid back. He's like, he's like how Josh. Now phases him. So yeah, you do get a bit anxious, don't you? you, you the one thing that you always do is that you don't know what's going to happen. That's the one thing that you can't dictate. You know, I said to Yozzy in the room, what do you think will happen tomorrow? What do you think will happen tomorrow? But because we was on an unbelievable run, we didn't feel as though, I didn't feel we was going to lose the game. I don't think anybody did. No, but yeah. I didn't envisage what was going to happen. It did, like we always say now, I know we, we've spoke about it, me being a whole boy, is that, yeah, it was a, you know, a fairy tale stuff, but to me, it didn't matter who scored, you know, as long as we won the game, because I've watched this club since I was five <coughs> years old with my dad, and then obviously, then what we achieved was, was incredible. But the biggest thing for me was nobody was fazed by it. Mm. And him as a 19, 19-year-old mm. kid playing at Wembley. Do you know what I mean? In front of 86,000 fans. I expected him to score. I expected myself to score. But the one thing I expected is not to concede. Because we had an unbelievable team. We did. Do you know, 4-4-2. Mm. Four, four, two. two banks of four. Sorry, I keep going on about it. <laughs> <laughs> if Nigel's watching. Um, but 4-4-2, four, four, two, two banks of four. I trusted my, my goalkeeper and my back four. And I trusted my midfield, player, my midfield players and my two wide men. And they trusted me and Fraser Campbell. And that's that's why we won the game. Go back to your question. Yes, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You've got this ball and, yeah. and you're hurtling towards the Bristol City um, penalty box. Yeah. And you, you've obviously got to such an angle where you can't cut in yourself yeah. and score, so you've got to do something else. And you, I'm guessing you instinctively knew where old man was we could hear him couldn't you stamping <laughs> stamping through stamping the feet <laughs> and he has and his big blonde hair so yeah he's it it hard to miss but yeah there was a point where one of the defenders slipped as well wasn't there when I had it yeah. and I'm thinking, carry, thinking yeah. now I should have shot <laughs> oh, if he would have done I killed him <laughs> Dean's face nah there. but nah yeah like Dean I said when we got in the box I knew he was going to be in there we both of us trying to get in the box all the time so I just looked up and there he was Trying to keep up, edge of the box. I was trying to keep up because I nodded <laughs> it down to Nicky and I think it's the first time that he's ever got in behind in that game. Because mm. it wasn't the best game in the world, I'm not saying no, it, it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> but the trouble is he's got down the side and be, and I've always said this and I've told this story millions and millions of times is that Nicky had gone out the back stick and the reason why I stayed out is obviously I, I nodded it down and they got forward so I met Erklin towards the box. But Nicky's obviously got beyond me and he's at the back stick and then everybody then obviously then you know, I always say that your football intelligence tells you if you go in, a centre-half's going to pick you up. Because if I'd have ran in and he's tried crossing it to me, they'd have probably have it out. Mm. But because Nicky had gone in, I thought, well, I'll just hang out. And they always say, like, they say, oh, Fraser's seen you. And I, if you see the pictures, I've waved to him. But I didn't want him to chip it. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted him to roll it on the floor so I could just hit it first time. But when he, when, when he picked me out, obviously he put it on the sixpence, didn't he, really? Yeah. I made, it easy. I made it easy. You made it easy yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to think about other things. If you're on you can't oh, yeah, just yeah. swing your leg if it's in the air. But when he when he chips it, you know, as you say, it's that defining moment of your life. No, to be fair to him, Fraser, every time he's he's brought this up, he's always mentioned your role in that goal. It, it's not just a dean. It was goal. an ex excellent finish. Though, oh, it was it? just amazing to watch. Yeah, it was just, as you say, it was just one of them defining moments where 
we we he'll do it now every day in training. You know, you miss chances, you come along, miss chances, and then all of a sudden, you know, something happens to you. You know, and I knew as soon as it left my foot, I've just actually moved into a new house, and I've just got a big picture of me and him on the wall where he's jumped on my back. And every time I see it, I go to bed, it scares me, you know, because he's looking at me, do you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, listen, there the were great days and great memories, do you know, and obviously the one thing that I always loved is that obviously after that, you know, I would obviously come to the end of my career, retired, and I always always watched where he where was going, where he was playing, and every time I watched him on the TV, you know, it, it, was, it was great to see, really. Yeah, because then we all thought you were going back to Manchester United, and then you ended up in the swap deal... Yeah. with Berbatov and you ended up at Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that move come about? Well, well, was, I think I was with um, the England t- under-21s uh-huh. and Steve Bruce was the manager at uh, Wigan at the time and he was he came to meet me because I was going to go on loan to Wigan. So I'm sat with him discussing all like what's going to go on through the season, planning and stuff. And we're just waiting for um, Man United to send a fax through that we can sign it, send it back. Then it was, I was going to go along to, to Wigan. And so I'm, we sat there, it's getting later. I get a phone call from a withheld number thinking, you know, I answer it. It's Fergie. Fergie rings me. He said, oh, how are you doing, Fraser? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm sat with Steve Bruce. We were just waiting for the papers to come through. He said, all right, okay. Well, what what's happening is um, we've got a £30 million deal. That's including Berbatov coming to my United and um, it's all resting on you whether you want to oh, go on loan to Spurs or not pressure. so I'm going to call you back in five minutes and give me your decision so I come off the phone it's obviously I've sat with my dad and Steve Bruce and I was like who's that I was like um, it was Fergus so I told them what happened and they were just like Phew. right then Obviously not what did Steve Bruce say then? What did Steve Bruce say? He was just like, oh, he, he knew that, you know, my hands were tied. That, yeah. You know, you, you're going to go to the top yeah, of the yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. tell Fergie now. No. Yeah. Stuff that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's how I went wow. to Spurs. But even at that time, there was so much talk of you going back here yeah. permanently. Yeah. Did, how close was that to ever happening or what was it? <laughs> wide, wide ne- at the moment? Never really. Never. Well, at that moment, there was never really any contact from anyone from Hull. That was me telling everybody. Who <laughs> 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 oh, would you bring back? Because we was always struggling. We was always struggling, weren't we? Obviously, with strikers and that. And I always just say his name all the time. So it was probably me who spread the rumours all the time, really. <laughs> and then you ended up at Sunderland yeah. after Spurs, mm-hmm. um, and that was a permanent deal. Yeah. Um, so what was it like being up in the northeast? Mostly cold, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was a great club. Um, up there, it's either you're either. Newcastle or Sunderland, it's you know all the fans are really passionate, and it was it was a it was a a good place to go. You know they were spending a lot of money at the time. Good place to go, and you know hopefully kick on my uh, football career. But you got a couple of really bad injuries, didn't you? Yeah, a couple of shockers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolute shockers. That, that really did put you back because yeah. I think generally, you know, all Hull City fans were always, even though whenever you came back. You got a lot of stick, oh, but yeah. we had a real soft spot for you. And I think, you know, when you did get those injuries, it was like, oh, because we'd love to have known what maybe you would have yeah, become well, yeah. if those injuries. So t- so talk us through what actually happened to you. So, yeah, um, I did my first season there at Sunderland. I was playing right wing most of the time. And then I had, went off pre-season, did well in pre-season. I think, I think I played Hull in pre-season. I scored four or something like that in, in Portugal. 
Right. That's getting deleted out. <laughs> Fans are giving me stick <laughs> again that day. But um, no, I had a really good pre-season, start the season well, and then third or fourth game in, I did my knee. So then I was out for six months, uh, started to come back, I was in training again. I was going to start the game on the Saturday against Man City, and then I did my knee in the training on Friday. Again. Same knee? Same knee again, yeah. So then second, when you do it twice, it's always longer longer out, so then it was between nine to 12 months out again. Yeah. So, and then I, and then I finally came back again the season after. It was like March time, something like that, and then I came on at half-time in a game, scored, then I started the next league game, scored against Norwich. And then after that, I was got called up into the England squad like four or five games after that. And you got to play against Holland, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So how do you find out then that you're going to be included in the next squad? They, ra- they rang the club. They rang the club. And then when I came to training one morning, they were just like, oh, Fraser, you've been, you've been um, included in the England squad. I was like, yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> I think someone's rang you up. Yeah. So it's it not even like up. a direct phone call to you then? No, well, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was through the club, yeah. So it was um, it was a bit of a shock. So then I start people start talking about it, training. Like, so they're asking me about it. And I'm telling them like, nah, you you kidding? And I was like, yeah, that's what happens. You got a bionic knee. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. They played that game the same day my my eldest daughter was born as well. So oh, it was a very special day for me. How beautiful. Yeah, six years. Then you moved on again, mm-hmm. uh, Cardiff City. Yeah, and then you came here, and you really did get some stick <laughs> on the last day of yeah, the season as a season member. Party. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> Fraser, what, you, what were you thinking? Nah, I, you know, obviously Myla was here, Tom Wilson was here. I knew loads of the whole players that were here at the time, so it was obviously I want them to do well. I wanted the boys to go up, but it's football, isn't it? You get, you, I was getting dogs abuse on the sideline warming yep. up, and they came on and scored, and just give a little bit back. But it's not because I don't love the Hull fans. You part know, of part of, it's part of football, yeah. yeah. Hull's got a massive part in my footballing career, so it's, it's always special to me, but it was just a bit of banner. Plus, you know, they, they still remembered your chant and they brought it back for you this season, so that's good. <laughs> that's all right. And you end up getting promoted with, with uh, Cardiff City as well. Yeah. How, did, how did you enjoy it in Wales, all in all? Uh, it was wet in Wales, but yeah, it was it was good. You know, it was playing football every week in the Premier League. Um was doing all right for most of it, and you know the stuff that was going on there with their football club was a bit, a bit mad. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, uh, what was manager of Cardiff then? Malky, oh, Malky Mackay, Mackay yeah. 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 But yeah, it was it was a good experience. You know, we got some some um, great memories of some games that played there. You know, we played Man City first game of the season, um, first time in the Premier League, and you know we we beat them. So you know, it's a a moment in their history that will go down yeah. in history. So it's it was uh, yeah, it was a roller coaster season. Then back to London, Palace. Yeah, how did you enjoy it there? It was nice, the right lights. Um, it was it was different, you know. I've got family down in London, so it's nice to be around them. Um, towards the end, though, I didn't really play much, so it was a bit, you know. I was, you know, you get. I'm only getting older, and I want to play some football. So it was. My, my thinking was just, you know, I need to get out of there and play some football again before it's too late. And it seems that. Of all those moves we've just talked about, every time you did move, there was speculation that you'd come <laughs> yeah, back here and it never happened. Time. And then there was no speculation <laughs> at the beginning of this season. Yeah. And here you are. You yeah. just arrived in thin air. Yeah, like the fellow that said he's going to clean my car. Have you seen that on Twitter? Yeah, go ahead. It must. Someone must have said that I was coming back. 
And some guys added me on Twitter saying, there's no chance on earth that he's coming back. If he comes back, I'll clean his car for, did he say the rest of the season or something like that? Where is that man? Yeah. yeah. We'll find him. Is I'm he called sh- Josh or something like that? Yeah, Josh. Oh, I'm sure we're going to Josh Windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the commute to come and clean his car. Yeah, it is, yeah. No, no I, think he's, I think he's from Hull. I think the guy's from right. Hull. Josh, so where are you? We are looking for you. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm going to have to get him to come and clean my car at some stage. Josh, <laughs> his car is very dirty. <laughs> yeah, all these miles on the 62 and he's cleaning. What? Up steps Abel Hernandez, and he scored! Straight down the middle, Angus got no chance. Abel Hernandez gets his second of the game. It means it is Hull City 3, Norwich City 3. And now it's time for the quiz. Myself and Dino, who's very excited, <laughs> writing his papers right now, will be asking you five questions all about yeah. you, oh, Fraser gosh. Campbell. <laughs> Um, always entertaining is this. We'll see who remembers most about themselves. Now, the current <laughs> leaderboard looks like this. At the very top, uh, Leonid Slutsky and Michael Dawson with five out of five. Tony Pennock, John Beale and uh, Lee Darnborough, four out of five. Uh, Phil Brown, Jackson Irvine, John Hawley, Craig Fagan and David Myler, three out of five. And Will Keane at the bottom with one out of five. Oh, and God. he was <laughs> rubbish. So... Oh, here we go. <laughs> We'll give you some thinking time if uh, if, if you like. Don't <coughs> if you want to come back to it. A few days. <laughs> if you want to come back to it, yeah. Yeah. So, question one: You made your debut for Manchester United in a one-nil yeah. defeat against Manchester City. Yeah. Former Tigers favourite Giovanni scored the goal, yeah. but who did you replace in the seventy-third minute? Oh no! I, f- I feel like it was Carrick. Okay, is that your answer for question one, Michael Carrick? Go on then. I'll say Carrick. Okay, Dean. Question two. <clears throat> you then made your debut for the Tigers against Watford mm-hmm. before scoring your first Hull City goals two days later. Mm-hmm. Who was that against? And I'll give you the clue. Barnsley. I'll set you up. Barnsley. Is that your answer? Yeah. Barnsley. Okay, okay. question three. You picked up that one international cap we just talked about against Holland back mm-hmm. six years ago, 2012, but how many under-21 caps... Ooh. Did you pick up Fraser? I'm going to say 14. Okay, 14, the answer for question three. Question four. <laughs> Which teammates have you played the most games alongside in, oh, no. in your career? Um, I'll think about this one. Most games. Seb. Finally, question five. <laughs> now, this is a tough one, and it'll, you'll need to think about this, but trust me, everybody else who's taking part has had similar questions. And the question is this. Can you name all 15 managers that you've had so far in your club career? <sighs> oh, here we go. And that's what I did at the back of that. Fergie, Phil Brown. Uh, Malky, um, Warnock, um, Pulis, Slutsky, Atkins, um, Pardew, Steve Bruce, um, Martin O'Neill. There's no one at Palace, isn't there? Pulis, Warnock. 
Solskjaer. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got ten so far. Oh, Jesus. Um, Antwerp manager, Warren Joyce. Um, where else have we been? Give a bit of a clue here. Warren Joyce, I know. Oh, no. Because I don't think he'd have got that one. Yeah, this is, this so is that, this is I'll give him a bit of a... Yeah, Antwerp, He's, yeah. Uh, he went to Man City after, what's his name? Walsh? Andy Walsh? Summit Walsh? Welsh? Andy Welsh. Andy yes. Welsh. We'll give him that one because he probably won't <coughs> How many more? So who's he got, Steve? Read out what he's got. What's he given? He's given us Andy Welsh, Warren Joyce, um, Sir Alex, yeah. Phil Brown, yeah. Steve Bruce, Martin O'Neill, Malky Mackay, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, Neil Warnock, uh, Leonis Slutsky and Nigel Ankins. So you've got... Did you say Alan Pardew? And uh, Tony Pulis, which isn't on my list. He signed me at Crystal Palace. Ah. Mm. Oh, oh, oh that's so six... the quids are void. So there we go. That's two that, points. That's 16 then. Oh, brilliant. So, <laughs> uh, Spurs. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. A, there's a big gap Amos. of Spurs. Amos. Yeah. Uh, Red Nap. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. I forgot about Spurs. Another Palace. I know there's another one at Palace. Pulis, Pardew. Pulis, Pardew, Warnock. And... Oh, yeah. Allardyce. Yeah. <laughs> the last one. Who can forget to Big be fair, Sam? He's done quite well there. Just Sal- three points. Yeah. Yeah, he's done quite well there, to be fair. So it turns out it was 16. So we're given the answer for question five first. So, yes, it was. Andy Welsh and Warren Joyce. So Alex, Phil Brown, Wendy Ramos, Harry Redknapp, Steve Bruce, Martin O'Neill, Malky Mackay, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Neil Warwick, Tony Pulis, Alan Pardew and Sam Allardyce, Leonard Slutsky and Nigel Adkins. And there the whole you go. City. So 16. One wrong. That's incredible. Oh. Yeah. You only got question Michael four wrong. Turner. Question Marshes. one, uh, of course, Not was... Not that, is it? You did come on for Michael Carrick in your first game. I'm so pleased that you remembered that. Because I think if I, I was a pro footballer... It was a blur. A sub, that, that, I'd have remembered first that. Game, I'd have remembered The yeah. whole game was a blur. Really? Me. Yeah. I remember coming on, standing on the sideline, and Fergus saying, right, you, Ham, DTR, what's his name? DTR Haman. He was he's running the game, just staring at him. And that's all I could think about. Everything else yeah. he was saying after that was just irrelevant. <laughs> oh, wow. Question two, it was Barnsley yeah. um, that you scored the two goals for uh, in a 3-0 win. 14 under 21 caps. You what were bang a, on. What a great guess that was. Yeah, I was going to well say done. how many goals as well. Would you get the goals? I'd have said more goals than four. Four, would you? Yeah. yeah I, thought I, was on a, I thought I had on like a six-game run where I scored six in a row. And uh, no, question, Sam's checked that. Question I, think four, you need the, to, I think you need to check it because he said I had 15 managers. Yeah. Sam, you slipped up there. Yeah, what, what the listeners have to realise is these questions are provided for myself and Dean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ask we don't yeah, write them. them. <laughs> they don't come from us. We just sit here and read them. Uh, question four. The teammate that you've played the most games alongside in your career. You said Seb Larson. He was third. Um, second is David Marshall. The first is Michael Turner. That's what I said to you. Yeah. So four out of five is a fantastic score regardless. So well done. Do not get a half a mark from saying Seb who's in my top three no cheers no. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it now good ball out to the right hand side Jared Bowen all left footed of course he is into the box there's the layoff for Wilson Wilson fades left footed scores great goal and Harry Wilson gets his reward 
It's the on-loan Liverpool youngster. Wonderful fate to create the space. Left-footed curling effort beyond Angus Gunn. And Norwich City are now behind in this game. Hull City 4, Norwich City 3. All, <laughs> all kinds of scenes Sam, going on in the ad break. Is <laughs> Fraser Campbell has just had a fight with Sam. <laughs> so Sam is our producer and uh, and provides the questions. So Tony Pulis, um, yes, signed you for Crystal Palace, yeah. but then left just before the season started. So yeah. you never actually played for him. But must, you must have played I, I, a preseason. Yeah, friend. yeah. So they played in the front. Exactly. So, no, Sam, you, you you're fired. <laughs> Void quiz. <laughs> Sam, you're fired. <laughs> I shouldn't have even answered that question. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that was even an extra answer. Yeah. Yeah. A bonus one. Uh, right, now, here are the uh, Twitter questions from the fans. Thank you so much if you sent in any of these. Uh, keep an eye out on Twitter uh, for our next podcast and who our next guest is going to be. So you can get your question to us in time. Uh, okay, what's your favourite goal that you scored for the Tigers, Fraser? I'd probably say my first one. At Barnsley, uh-huh. um, you know it's it's a start of you know of a of a great season, you know, great yeah. run, start of my career. So it's a bit of a benchmark in you know for for me. Great pass though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for sending us this. Um, even though we are looking a little further afield, what do you want to do when you retire from the game? Um, as little as possible, I think. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, he's, um, he seemed like a really laid-back guy. You want one of those people that just think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just do this today. Into something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Something that I enjoy doing. You know, I obviously enjoy football. So maybe it's something to do with that. If if it's not that, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever Dino's do, I'll take over that. I'll be dead by then. You can have it. <laughs> um, thank you to uh, Caleb for sending us this question. Folan. Folan, yeah. Yeah, who was your favourite strike partner? Was it Dino or Caleb <laughs> Folan? <laughs> <laughs> that will have been off Caleb as well, wasn't it? Was it actually him? Yeah, oh, it will be, won't it? Caleb had a bit more pace, didn't he? Caleb. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we only ran for 20 minutes. <laughs> our, our guest on the next podcast oh, is me. Caleb Folan. Yeah. Uh, boxing match uh, no okay. I like going back to that Steve we we, we did we the the three of us we accepted our roles you know, and yeah. it was just an unbelievable uh, trio yeah. uh, no pressure on this question because you sat <laughs> alongside Dean but um, who's the best player you've played alongside um, no you don't have to say that. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to um, best player that I've be. actually played with is I've never I played friendly games with like Ronaldo but never really properly so I'd say Bale because I played a few games with him when I was down at Spurs Straight partner Darren Bent Darren Bent yeah he's a finisher Proper quick finisher, quick yeah. wasn't he yeah quick. he, he was, looked after himself as well didn't he had quite a long career oh yeah he's got, got I played against him when I was at Ipswich when he was the same age as Fraser yeah. mm-hmm. and he was frightening him and Marcus Stewart yeah he was, he was, um, I got along with him as well as a good friend yeah, right? so yeah. he was he was, you know, he he did very little in terms of running around, but when the ball was near him in the box, you knew he was, he was scoring. Like the, you'd see, you see the goal he scored against Liverpool, it hit the, hit the balloon and went in. Yes, remember that one, the beach ball goal. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the beach ball. It was, that was just him all over. It was just any any means, it was going in. 
Does it annoy you, says uh, this Twitter question, when people spell your name incorrectly? <laughs> I'm not so bothered about spelling, it's saying it wrong. It frustrates me when people call me Frasier. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. Hi, Frasier. Frasier. Yes, yeah, my name. Man, you keep saying Kellen Folan. I can't spell and say anything anyway. So whatever I say on Twitter, yeah. I just get hammered anyway. So my spelling is atrocious. Josh absolutely hammers me, says like, Dad, what are you doing? But I say it, I spell it as I say it. Yeah. I know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. But so I, it doesn't matter what other people think. <laughs> I never dare comment something, you know, I don't, I don't no, want to be associated with this. Because I get hammered every day of the week <laughs> by got... my spelling mistakes. But I ain't bothered. Have you got any tweets I've got in mo- mind? I've got, no. I've got, I'll tweet some after this and I'll probably take about 45 minutes trying to get it right. <laughs> but I know how to say for as a Campbell, don't I? Yeah. Because oh. I made him a millionaire. <laughs> or multi. <laughs> I bet I get that before you did. Uh. Uh. Oh, One of our previous guests on the podcast has been David Myler, and we talked about his YouTube yeah. channel, um, Frasier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Conrad, that, isn't it? Frasier. Yeah. Uh, Frasier, would you, would you consider doing something like what David's doing? No, no, no chance. Not at all. I couldn't no. do it. I've got three kids. Uh, the last thing I want to do is sit online and get battered by some <laughs> other people. <laughs> I just wanted to sit like in that. silence for an hour. I know, yeah. I've never done that like that in my life. I've never played He's got FIFA. FIFA. I've never done it. The kids who say to me, Dad, play for... Why do I want to play FIFA? He plays it. Um, he's got to get through like 50 games, hasn't he, every weekend? Or is yeah. it 40 games? It's a, it's an incredible amount, isn't it? So he's yeah, got to do yeah, like yeah, yeah. five, six hours a day. Yeah, like. I like my sleep too much. <laughs> Finally, how weird would you find it if we signed Josh Windus and you actually ended up playing alongside father and son in your career? It'd be nice, you know, and a decent-looking Windass on the pitch. Oh! <laughs> I did produce two good-looking lads, like, to be fair. No, yeah. people always say, you know, obviously, because they are good pals as well, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah, it's, okay. Josh respects Fraser what he's done in his career, and obviously jo- Josh is starting his career out, and people have always said to me, you know, Windass and Campbell again, you know, is Josh always going to, is he ever going to come back to Hull City? Listen, one day I, I, I'd love my son to be, to play for Hull City, of course I would. Uh, at this present time, I don't think it would happen. You know, you never know in football what's going to happen. You know, next season. You know, if we stay in the championship, and if Hull City bought my son next year and played it from Fraser Campbell, I'd be the happiest man in the world. Don't think it would happen the way that it, it's going at the minute. I think uh, you know, Josh will, will, will play for Glasgow in, for another couple of years, probably or whatever, and just sign new contracts. But yeah, it'd be brilliant if if that could happen and recap what what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your Twitter questions. If yours was one that we read out, uh, thank you. Apologies if we never got round to yours. There's always next time, like I say, keep an eye on our Twitter account uh, and you'll find out who our next guest will be and you can think of a question that you'd like to ask them. Taken into the area it goes. Irvine and Bowen getting each other's way. Well played by Irvine. Back to... Oh, great goal! It's Marcus Henriksen. A 25-yard shot, right-footed from the right of the D. Beautiful hit. Well, we've played 17 minutes of the first half, and it's no surprise, it's Ipswich nil, Hull City 1. Quick look ahead to the next few weeks. Now, Dean, Steve Bruce brings Aston Villa here to the KCOM Stadium for the first time since his departure a couple of summers back. Uh, it be nice to see all those familiar faces that he'll be bringing with him. Uh, Snodgrass, Elmo, James Chester. Um, Fraser, it's a massive game which you'll probably start as the underdog. Um, but is that the kind of game that the squad are really up for at the moment? Yeah, I think we're always uh, against teams, you know, that 
play a bit of football, we always we always do a lot better. So it's it's going to be a good a good uh, test for ourselves. You know, they're a, they're a good, strong team. They're up there up the, near the top of the table. Um, you know, it was a close game down in their place, first game of the season. They just got beat as well. Obviously, mm. we just got beat. They're on a bit of a bad run. So hopefully, we can, you know, capitalise on that and with us, with us being at home and you know putting up a good performance. And Dean, like I say, those those players coming back. Um, yeah. is, is it always nice to come back, or or can the nerves get to you? Um, I, th- I think from from Villa's point of view, do you know their main objective is obviously automatic promotion. Bruce is turning it round. Like Fraser just said, there they've they've had a couple of bad results of late. It's live on television, you know. So some some players can't cope with that sometimes, but they've got an experienced squad, you know. And as you say, like I said at the start of the show, you know, every game from now to the end of the season is massively important. You know, every three points helps. We get them three points on uh, on Saturday week on Saturday, and, but it'll be a great atmosphere. Villa will bring, you know, they'll fill their end. Always helps players when when there's a. There's a big capacity in the in the in the, in the stadium, um, so yeah, be a tough game with obviously a lot of people coming back, not just the players, but you know, <coughs> what, you know, Walshy, you know, Clem, you know, mm-hmm. Steve. So that there's a lot of you know connection there, and Steve will want to come here and, and treat you like any other game. He'll want to win the game because they're pushing for promotion, and we want to win the game because we, we we're fighting a relegation battle. And Fraser, our um, roller coaster of results, plus the fact that Villa have lost their last two games show what a tough league it is, the Championship, isn't it? Yeah. Can you put it into words how you can't take anything for granted in this league? Yeah, for me it's just been, the whole season has been so frustrating because, you know, you take Birmingham, for example, we got beat by them 3-0 last week. We beat them 6-0 at home, (laughs) comfortably. Yeah. And it's like same with Bolton, we got beat away there, beat them 4-0 or 4-1 at home. Yeah. So it's just like you got beat one now, yeah. It's it's so up and down. If you can get some level of consistency throughout the season, you'll be right up there because mm. no, you go you say there's underdogs and stuff, but there's not really anyone can beat anyone in this league, and it's just about who maintains that level for as long as possible. The one thing you got to focus on is winning your own games and not worrying about what mm. Bolton, Birmingham, Burton, Sunderland. You know, you don't you just just win your home games. Two two back to back victories now. And I'm sure that will be clear. Yeah. Do you know, I think that'll that'll be. You know, obviously results will, will will dictate what happens after that. But I always go after games where for you to read out the results. Do you know, at the end of the game and go, yeah, they've lost, they've lost. Shouldn't be like that, really. But that's just the way. You know, the way it is. So the players will do the same. You come in after games. Has Sunderland lost? Has Birmingham lost? Has Burton lost? <clears throat> but you, first and foremost, you've got to take out. Yeah. You know, look after your own house and then see what happens. Mm. Hull City just oozing confidence at the moment. They're really in control. Bowen playing a nice one too. Getting into the area, trying a shot and scoring. That's a wonderful run down the right wing by Jared Bowen. And he got about eight yards out. Very, very acute angle to the right of the goal and smashed it under the goalkeeper. So it's Ipswich Town nil, Hull City three. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you with us here today, Fraser. Thank you so, so very much for coming in. Um, enjoy your weekend. What, what, what are your plans for an international break weekend? Uh, well, I lost my passport, so I'm going to Liverpool to pick up a new one. Oh my word! So I should be there for a few hours. Should be fun. Any idea where you've no, lost no, it? No idea. Just disappeared. I went, into to me, I went to my auntie's house, came back to my house, and it had gone. So, oh, 
Someone's probably in a nice hot location now. <laughs> on my passport <laughs> yeah keep checking your bank accounts for a while yeah, as well. exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cancel all your debits and they... well yeah. listen thank, thank you for coming in and uh, best of luck with the rest of the season I'm thank sure everything much. will be alright and um, you know you deserve yeah. all the success that you've got Dean did you enjoy being back with Fraser today yeah I said on Twitter the other day it was like my third son you know it's, uh, I've got I've got two kids like, uh, but no listen it was a, it, you know it changed my life you know in the sense of chipping that ball back and I always say for the good and the bad, really. Um, but tonight was a, an unbelievable journey. You know, and I was working for the football club now. You know, I was the first one with a big smile on my face when he when he signed again. Yeah, it's not gone probably as 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 well as he, he wanted it to. But that's just the way football is at the minute. You know, you play, then you don't play. It's just squad rotation. Um, but I'm sure, as you say, he gets a good. And, you, and you'll admit yourself, he never had a good pre-season. And I think as a footballer, it's very important that you get a good pre-season, don't you? I didn't have any pre-season. You didn't have any pre-season. No, no, no. no when I spoke to him, at, uh, when we when he played at Craven Park and he just signed and he says, I ain't done anything. I got the phone call and not, yeah. you know, being on holiday. Didn't even have any boots. Didn't even have any boots. <laughs> I had to lend him my old pair of boots. But, um, no, listen. No I boots, think, no passport. Yeah. No boots, no passport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is like my third son because Josh <laughs> loses his bank cards. He loses everything. But listen, I think that next year, you know, the most important thing is from now to the next eight games, if we can get us two or three goals and then next season I'll have a pre-season. We'll go to Kenya, have a laugh. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Till next time. And to you, the listener as well, enjoy the international break. Don't forget that huge match on Easter Saturday against Aston Villa. It's 5.30 kick-off at the KCON Stadium when Steve Bruce and everybody else that he signed makes a return back to East Yorkshire. Up the Tigers. I've got the eye of the tiger. The Tigers podcast with Viking FM. Adir, Adir scored the third goal for Hull City. Can't get enough. Download more Tigers podcasts at HullCityTigers.com. And it's Jared Bowen again. He just cannot stop scoring. And catch the full match commentary of Viking 2 every match day on DAB and on 1161 AM. You're gonna-